Here he is. Hi, Mandla. How are you? Hi. How are you guys? Can you hear me? Very yes. well. Very yes. well. Oh, good. How's it? How are you all? We good. We safe. Seems healthy. That's good. That's important. The first question I had for all of you uh, is I know we're all based in different places. We're all taking shelter somewhere different. Uh, so I wanted to understand how, you know, this COVID-19 impacted where you are and how, uh, what are, you know, the current situation where, where you are. So maybe we'll start with uh, Mandla and Joburg and uh, you tell us how things are when the lockdown started, if there's any ban of traveling, anything like that. That, uh, sure. About. Okay. Thank you so much, uh, Toria, for having us today. I think it's really wonderful to join forces with um, colleagues um, outside um, of Johannesburg, for once, from Lagos to Paris, and then yourself, who's, uh, I guess, London, New York, and uh, Morocco. Um, for us, um, it's been uh, quite a dramatic, it's been quite a big change uh, in South Africa since ever since lockdown. We um, are going through what we, uh, what the government has um, uh, come to, uh, to to call terms in terms of uh, stages. Sorry, so we um, there has been an announcement that we'll move to stage four. Um, um, basically, um, there's been uh, restricted movement of people. There's definitely no flights. Um, we are still at home. Uh, uh, I think 20% of the workforce has started to go back uh, into offices. Uh, stage five was obviously um, all the essential um, sort of stuff. Uh, so we, we're now moving into stage four. So we've been at stage five. Um, yeah, I think, um, you know, it's been a very tough period in South Africa, I think, uh, especially from an art industry. Um, I guess all sectors are affected. This is the one virus where um, we're all affected, the poor, the rich, uh, the wealthy, um, everybody, black, white, you name it all. So it's um, it's been uh, quite humbling that uh, we we all stuck at home and try from going forward. So in terms of the peak, because everybody talks about a peak, so you reach your peak, or like is there a peak coming up in terms of the virus? Oh, or is it, uh... oh that's, that's a brilliant <laughs> question. Uh, South Africa basically tried to contain the virus, so we've been under lockdown. Uh, the numbers have only been going up uh, recently. So when, um, for us, we, we'd always thought that September would be the perfect date to have the art fair because that was already set. Uh, we thought that it will all be coming down, but it looks like for South Africa, the peak is actually going to be much later in the year. So the numbers um, started at less than 10 people, and now we're sitting at... Uh, 17,000 people, I think, today. So they've been going up by 1,500, I mean, 1,005 a day. So our peak is still coming later in the year. So I just don't know how the situation will be contained. You know, but, you know we're all affected uh, by, by this. And I'm like following, you know, the Johannesburg uh, situation, the South African situation, as close as I'm following the London situation. We have a mm -hmm. lot of artwork, galleries participating from, you know, South Africa, usually for London. Mm -hmm. So for us, it's as important to understand, you know, the situation of all the countries, you know, on the continent than it is, you know, outside uh, the continent. Yeah, I think you're spot on because um, I think what what's happening, especially a fair like yours, where you do get uh, your galleries that come from the continent, uh, all of us are going to come out of this in different stages. 
that's the scary part, is that uh, when South Africa makes it out of the coronavirus, maybe Nigeria might not be ready, and uh, maybe Cameroon might not be ready. So that's the challenge that, uh, or maybe Nigeria will be ahead of South Africa, you never know. So the, the continent is going, which is my challenge as well from, from where I sit, because we, um, we have South African galleries, um, which are pretty much dominant um, as, uh, as industry players here in this part of the world, and I guess have been flying the flag for quite a long time. Um, for South Africa, for African artists. So with them being so heavily affected, it has such an impact in the way that they will participate in anything going forward internationally. And how about you, Tokini? Is it the same situation in uh, Lagos? Are you, are you closed earlier or later? Or is there a peak coming up at the same time? Or how, what is the situation for you in uh, Lagos? So in Lagos, we were initially locked down around about late March. And about two weeks ago, the lockdown has been eased. But it's what the government is calling an intelligent lockdown, meaning that because of the high population density that you have in Lagos, it was very difficult for the government to insist and persist with a total shutdown because you had large masses within the population who were very badly affected by that. Now we have a situation where critical businesses are open. Um, and so businesses where they're not able to work remotely from home, they are open and functioning. Lagos has about 2,500 cases at the moment, and Nigeria has about 6,000 cases. Um, and um, what we've seen thus far is that a lot of business owners are still choosing to have their offices operate working remotely from home, um, but then essential businesses are moving, are moving about. And the government, especially within Lagos, is taking quite a responsible approach to this and taking it very seriously and actually listening to the concerns of the various members of society, which has been really encouraging for us. With the art scene, um, sadly, there are no art shows. Um, galleries are unable to open at this time. Um, it has been a quite a trying time, I would say, for the art industry here. Um, you know, we 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 work, we work in a city that has its peak periods, you know. So if you come to Lagos around the time of Artex Lagos, there's a lot that's happening in terms of the art scene. And where we are right now, April, May, is actually usually very active with lots of galleries, shows, and openings, especially in the build-up to the rainy season. So what we're seeing is the galleries are in a quite a difficult position, but we are hopeful with regards to the question you asked about the peak. We're not entirely sure when the peak will come. Um, we don't believe we have hit the peak thus far, but the expectation within the city is that round about September, October, November, um, events can start to happen again gradually and slowly, but we are still not 100% sure. So the, a, lot of, a lot of the events that were positioned happened around about April, Q3, Q4, and we're hoping to see um, some movement around about that time. That's good. I mean, coming, we both, uh, with Victoria from, I mean, at least our events are based in Europe. I'm usually, you know, based in London. I was able to flee to south of France 
but not to Morocco where I'm from because they cut all the traveling, you know, coming in and coming out from Morocco. So I couldn't, you know, take shelter there for, for when I was ready to go from London. But I mean, the good news from London before I go to Victoria is that the galleries are due to open on the 1st of June. The museum for the moment are due to open on the 1st of July. And most of the fair in October are still as planned to happen in October. Uh, obviously, you know, it will definitely be affected by, you know, for example, freeze, I'm sure will be affected by, you know, who can come from the US, for example, or who can come from Asia. Uh, but um, they are planning the show, uh, probably a, a smaller show, I can imagine, even for us, you know, than uh, with the Garys who can participate it, not can participate it. But how in Paris, because I, I, how is the situation in Paris knowing that I've talked to one Gary who said that they might be able to do one-on-one -on -one appointments and things like that already this week. Yeah, well, you know, in Paris, um, we've reached our peak um, and, and, and we've been coming down from it. And it's, it's very encouraging because every night on the news, um, they announce less and less uh, cases, uh, deaths and hospitalizations. So that's always um, encouraging. Uh, and and um, though we've lived through a, a pretty strict lockdown for about two months, that kind of, that happened from one minute to another. Uh, we, we've started to, to deconfine, um, as, as we say, um, on, uh, on, on May 11th, so a couple of weeks ago. Um, I think that the, uh, the state of mind here, too, is that, um, yes, life is picking up again. Um, businesses are opening again. Not all of them. Restaurants, cafes, cinemas, theaters, museums are, remain closed. But, uh, but a lot of businesses have been able to resume their activity, um, galleries included. Um, but we can't just pick up where we left off. I think there is that, that um, state of mind that, that realizes that um, uh, our, our attitude has to change because today, yes, uh, we've reached our peak and yes, we're, we're um, easing down lockdown, um, but the, the virus is still here and it's still among us and we're still coexisting with it until um, until the the world finds a solution, a vaccine or a treatment for it. So how how do we resume our activities? How do we resume life while coexisting with this virus and um, and and mostly um, being careful that it doesn't over uh, overtake again? Um, because the, I think the one thing that everybody fears is a lockdown again, um, which would be economically um, uh, very dramatic. So, um, so it's this, uh, there, there is this real, I think, energy and, and, and positive thinking in how do we change the way we, we handle our businesses. And I'm talking about um, something that's very general, not just applied to the art world, but to everyone um, in terms of, um, of, you know, client and, 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 and business relationships. Um, do we work from home? Uh, do we do one-on-one -on -one appointments like you were talking about? Um, you know, what of uh, what of gallery openings? What of uh, what of communication, et cetera, et cetera? And and I know all these things we're going to talk about in in, uh, mm -hmm. in the following questions. But uh, there is this uh, there is this effort, I think, to to redefine the way uh, we work 
that is challenged by well, exactly what um, what Tokini uh, was talking about, this lack of visibility of what the coming months are um, are going to bring, and and that's very difficult, I think, for many. But uh, what is very interesting is like we all at the same time, in a way, coming this fall, and uh, I'm sure that everybody attending here knows very quite well our different fairs. But uh, uh, I know that Mandla normally you set up for September. Uh, I'm set up for October. Tokini, I think you're next in November, early November, and then you have Victoria also in November. Um, what is do you think you know the your your midterm or short term you know uh, changes? Is going on so I know that for instance for us we had to postpone New York you know which was supposed to take place in May and uh, go digital you know trying to do an online preview in a very short amount of time but Mandla do you have like a second scenario or second plans or second dates you know for your September uh, organization because I would say that this is quite uh, coming fast you know for you and then we are coming as well uh, very soon but uh, I think you're the one who will have to make a decision uh, the earliest. Sure. It's been quite interesting to see the cycle uh, of, of how this uh, virus has affected the world. Um, when people think that things will start to activate, things don't actually happen in that way. So it's been very fascinating for me to watch. And when we immediately went to South Africa, well, I guess when we started hearing that the Hong Kong scene was starting to be affected, which is the early part of the art scene anyway, um, I then thought, oh, well, we'll probably be fine because we're much later in the year. But guess what? We're now affected. Mm -hmm. So um, at this stage, um, it has been a lot of backwards and forth in terms of um, looking at option two. Uh, option two being that we move the dates. So for me, it's been really um, paying attention to sort of um, the tourism industry in South Africa. As most of you know, tourism is quite an important sector in South Africa. But that uh, might be it, affected as well, right? Because huge. of that It has basically come to a standstill. So basically, I don't know where the government's going, where this, this country is going to... Um, find a way of reviving the sector, just like Italians have been affected as predominantly their economies is, is, is tourism. South Africa has a big tourism industry. So uh, for me, um, this time around, I've looked for direction in the tourism industry because all the hotels are shut down in South Africa at this stage. No flights can leave. Domestic flights has, have been stopped. Um, you know, and there's been different stages in terms of what can be done, what cannot be done. In fact, when you walk into the grocery stores, not all the departments in the stores have been opened. Uh, just certain sections are opened. The baby section is essential. So there've been all these different categorization. And also it's become quite political and uh, with South Africans kind of fighting over um, what rights do they have at the moment with this level, level four where we are, we can't even jog on the, pub, on the street. So you're only allowed to jog between six to five o'clock and nine o'clock. You can cycle, you can run between those times and that's it. After that, you're not allowed to be on the street. So it's been quite strict in South Africa to say. Um, and so for us, um, we've looked at changing dates. Um, but the biggest, uh, I think one thing is to look at a postponement. Uh, but just looking at the peak, but when I look, when I look. For 2020 or 2021? Uh, the ideal situation would still to have the fair if our peak gets underway at some point in August or September. 
then we could be opening up the industry uh, because that's really our summertime. So South Africans typically switch off uh, mid-December to start to go to their holiday homes. So I think, uh, or just to take holidays, uh, companies shut down. So I don't know what it's going to be like in South Africa because the economy is going to be really impacted. A lot of small businesses are starting to suffer. Uh, big businesses are also in South Africa being affected. One of the big retailers, um, Edgar's, um, is also suffering at this stage. And um, so I, I think what we'll do is there are a couple of options. One is we... we, we definitely going to explore the online platform. Um, I support it. I think it's, it's a form of, of a bridge uh, at this stage, but it's obviously not like a physical art fair. So for us, we're about physicality. So we will still get there. So I think we're going to watch the situation very closely as the tourism industry lifts its stages or we get to stage one, maybe in August or September, then we will know if we can actually have public gatherings. But at this point, we're not allowed to basically do have a public gathering between all the stages. So that's the most uh, important thing to know. And how about you, Tokini? Is it like already too early or are you still like considering also plan Bs and, you know, Cs and et cetera with the dates of, uh, of the fair? I know that for 154, we even like are considering, you know, locally more of an art fair, you know, with galleries who are able to travel and who are, you know, not in this banning uh, traveling uh, locality, but the artworks mm -hmm. still have to come from somewhere, so we, we might be impacted. But uh, so we are thinking already in October to might have to, to change the way we are mm -hmm. thinking our organization. Uh, but is it too early? Because November is like, it seems quite far, like you have one more month, you know, think about it. I think it's touch of it seems like forever, but honestly, it isn't. You know, by now we have usually started so much in the course of our year. Um, for now, in the medium term, we are still very much looking towards the fair first weekend in November. We're planning towards it, um, and we are hopeful that we will be able to have it. But the emphasis is on the word hopeful. So we are ma maintaining contact with the Lagos State Authorities because they are being very responsive to the concerns of businesses. I think Lagos is quite keen to show that there is resilience in the city. Um, Lagos is also, I think, very keen to support ventures like ours that have been very good for the city thus far over the four and a half years that we've been running. So we hope to have the fair, but our first priority, of course, is everyone's safety and health. So what we will be looking to do is ensure that we're fully compliant with safety measures, which means that when the government determines the number of people that can be in a room at a time, we will be adjusting access to the fair on that basis. I have to add as well that with regards to our fair, I mean, Turia, you've been um, a couple of years ago, you would have seen that the Lagos and Nigerian contingent in terms of the audience at our fair is very large. We yeah. do have large numbers of international guests that come. I mean, the Tate came with about 30 guests last year, but we, we have a very strong support base locally. Um, and we feel it's important as well that by November, there will be a desire and a hunger for the kind of uplifting experience that Artec Lagos provides. When it comes to international travel, we will be hopeful about what happens with the airports, but we can't say 100%. And so to connect with our international audiences, as Manla was saying, digital becomes very important. And we are starting to develop 
um, the measures that we will put in place for digital connectivity for our fair and for our platform, while still maintaining the responsibility that we feel to local audiences to give them the same vibrant and exciting dynamic experience that they've come to associate with our tech Lagos each year. Yes, I'm sure the social, you know, will be missed and it's probably what is the most missed, you know, right now being all on lockdown. But I wanted to come back to Victoria, who has the most experience in facing crisis than we all do. <laughs> I mean, you've been resilient and being able to face, you know, some crazy postponement uh, in your past. Like, do you think, you know, you have a plan B already? Or are you still, you know, set on your dates for the moment? And uh, um, are you thinking, you know, more of a local collector base, uh, more local galleries, you know, for first, uh, you know, um, for this? Uh, particular 2020 uh, ACA basically or is it going to be um, uh, um, yes to all of your of your <laughs> questions I yes uh, we we do have experience with with canceling and postponing that's for sure um, I think that the way we think about it is um, is, is kind of in line with with everybody um, today uh, November is far enough that uh, we we won't uh, make rash decisions um, on uh, on canceling or, or postponing, but um, in this context and having learned from previous experience, we cannot not think of a plan B and a plan C and a plan D for that matter. Mm -hmm. um, and we have to explore every single option because uh, we um, we are in a uh, in a in a situation where of course. Um, we are subject to national and international measures that will be taken over the next months, which we have no uh, visibility on. Um, but beyond that, um, and, and you know, the, the, the safety and security um, health-wise of everybody involved is the primary concern. But beyond that, um, there is also the question of the economic uh, health of everybody involved. And... Um, at this point, uh, we've we've all said it, um, and and Mamba has has underlined it in in South Africa. But businesses are suffering, uh, galleries are suffering, um, big and small, uh, and and that is something to take into consideration in terms of economics. So um, it's it's more important than ever today for us to communicate with one another, to communicate with galleries, with collectors, with institutions, um, to to find the solutions that allow us to overcome um, not only the measures in place that block us from uh, from traveling, from uh, uh, from being physically present somewhere. But also um, the the that that allow us to overcome the psychology of everything, the fear um, that surrounds this situation, which I think uh, cannot be underestimated. Well, which takes me to my next questions. I mean, with my discussion with some of the galleries, you know, for 154, for example, London, we usually are very strict with the application, like most of you, you know, where they have to apply in February, you know, we give their answer in March. And obviously they have to commit already in March, but after what happened to us in New York, we obviously moved around all those deadlines because we, we needed to have more visibility on what was happening. But what we can feel as 154 right now, you know, we have a few galleries who are very committed and ex 
excited to go back to normal, you know, trying to, to get back to their activities, etc. There's obviously some who are uh, suffering a lot. I think everybody's suffering, but there's some that don't know if they will make it, you know, in a few, in a few weeks or in a few months. And they're not automatically coming from the continent. You know, we have Gary's from the US, from, uh, from Europe, you know, that are considering themselves as small business and are actually not knowing, uh, you know, what they'll be able to do in a couple of months if the sales stays at uh, as a standstill as they are right now. Um, and uh, we have others who, you know, are uh, just more willing to wait a bit more to understand the ban of traveling in their country, if the shipping is going to be possible, you know. So I was wondering if you had a chance to, to get some um, inputs from your galleries. Um, and maybe, Victoria, uh, you mentioned already, you know, that you had a bit uh, of discussions. And is, the, is it this is the, is the enthusiasm of some galleries and is there still or you feel that uh, they are a bit uh, more um, sensitive about, you know, committing to a fair? I don't, um, for, for, from what I take, there's no global consensus. There's no one, one way to think. I think that um, because each, uh, each gallery, each business is confronted to their very own set of difficulties to overcome, um, then, uh, then it automatically impacts um, the way they, uh, um, they envision the future. And I think that uh, for many of them, uh, perhaps what, what, is, uh, what is global is the, is the lack of uh, ability to make a decision towards the fall calendar. Um, so, so that's why I think it's, it's, uh, it's a constant conversation and, and brainstorm with them. I think that um, there is, uh, on the one hand, uh, um, uh, the the necessity in terms of economics to to reduce risk as much as possible. You were talking about deadlines and about applications, and um, uh, and of course uh, we cannot expect um, a gallery today to uh to confirm and 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 pay up a booth for an event in um in november. september in in november um without having any idea of what the situation is going to be like so we have to adapt to um this uh, this sort of situation um and and that uh, can only be done through through communication yeah. um, and then you know there is also the idea, um, the 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 subject of mobility, uh, which is a huge one for all of us. Um, how do uh, international galleries, close or far, get to one another when we don't know when the borders will open again? Um, how will the transporter prices will be will be affected by um, this whole situation? Mm -hmm. um, uh, what are uh, what are going to be customs rules from now on, and all of these questions um, are are deeply important in making those decisions. But there is also the 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 drive to to not just you know go home, shut down, and not do anything about it. And I think that's really important as well. We um, uh, we actors of the art world. Uh, can't just uh, expect the art world to fall apart. We have to we have to continue carrying it together. Um, and uh, and I know you wanted to discuss uh, particularly the the young market of contemporary African art. Um, 
a lot has uh, a lot has been achieved in the past years and and in the past decade and um it is more important than ever now for for us to to keep on carrying uh, the development of it. so um so i think it's really important for us to to find the solutions that enable us in a very near not so near and distant future um to keep working towards the development of the of of this market and and the, and the promotion of these artists that we also um fervently believe in and uh, talking i mean talking to 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 having been to artex legos uh, a couple of years ago um and understanding also that your local uh, gallery uh, participation is quite important as well uh, uh, would you consider uh, doing a very local uh, nigerian gallery based if the you know the the, the the barriers are not open and having a more like i guess regional uh fair based on the, the idea of uh, of doing something you know to support the ecosystem but without maybe being as big as you were before but rather um re re reshaping or rethinking your your fair just uh, to to adapt to the situation in november so the truth is that we have been rethinking everything on all dimensions. As Victoria said, there's a plan A, B, B, C, E, F, G. Um, we have so many iterations of this because certainty is the one thing that we all do not have at the moment. Now, with regards to galleries, we have been in conversation with our galleries. We've been speaking to them. And I think they have actually really appreciated the patient approach that we have taken, whereby we're saying we're in this with you. So we're going to keep kind of waiting and watching and seeing what's happening both globally but also locally in Nigeria and we're just going to stay in constant contact. So similarly we're not putting pressure on galleries at this point in time um, and we are working to ensure that the solution we come up with is best for galleries given the situation that they've had throughout the course of the year. I think it's very important for us as art fair directors to really think about the considerate, um, the considerable um, difficulty that a lot of galleries have had over the past few months. And what we are trying to do at Artex Lagos is see where can we alleviate some of that pain, where can we alleviate some of that discomfort. Um, now, you asked about, uh, there was something you asked about, but I've actually kind of lost my No, but uh, there's another question on this. So, I mean, oh, yes. another, you, another asked about, you asked about domestic galleries, right? And whether we would consider um, having a domestic iteration solely. We're to all options. We do have a strong local base of galleries that work with the fair. We are in contact with them, and we know that they are literally eager to do something and to show the strength of the art sector and the art market in Nigeria. So if that is what it comes to, then we will do that. But for us, the focus is on the fact that there, there should be something this year. We must show that resilience within the art market and art sector, because as Victoria said, we've been working very hard to build that momentum over the last few years. Yeah. No, but this was, this was my feeling, but also for Mandla, you know, in, in Joburg, you have some of the, the strongest galleries, you know, locally, and maybe, you know, depending on which phase you are, you might be in a phase where um, maybe you're still banned to travel, but, you know, holding a, a fair uh, in South Africa with the, the South African contenders is already, you know, uh, a good thing, you know, for the market and for the support of the ecosystem for this particular period and to support the sales. That's, that's you know, I'm, I, I mean, 
this is one of the, 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 the thoughts. I mean, I have the same thought for London, by the way, just like thinking if there was only the London galleries participating or London and France, you know, who is uh, able to do it, you know, um, what would be the collector base, you know, what would, what would, would the fair look like, you know, with social distancing, you know, and, uh, you know, having just a regional uh, local art fair um, with less people participating in it. What are your thoughts on this, Mandla? Sure. Uh, first and foremost, uh, without a doubt, um, the galleries are affected. Um, I guess um, if you look at their participation around the world, um, from South Africa in particular, they they um, really have made it into the big fairs in the world. They participate at Art Basel for many years, some of them, and uh, and and freeze. Uh, and many international art fairs, like uh, a gallery like SMAC in Cape Town participates in more than 13 art fairs around the world. So you can only imagine as a, as a small business how active they are. So the big thing is going to be financial. I think um, a lot of them having closed down even for a week, it's just long. And and, and close for two months is way too long. And uh, as we look at the stages, as I mentioned at the beginning of this conversation, South Africa is going through its stages, stages, the next stage still doesn't allow, I think pretty much for people to walk into galleries and view art and buy art. Um, so we're looking at that at level one, which is most likely later in the part of the year. So the question is, how are galleries going to survive? So a lot of them have um, kind of taken the position of doing uh, um, set up very quickly online viewing platforms. I'm sure some of you guys will have seen some of them, um, as well as um, being more active. I mean, an artist like um, Tenjiwe Ngosi, um, was going to open up for the first, actually have a first solo show in South Africa. And then on the eve of this, I think it was the night before lockdown, and she was not able to have people come to the galleries, but nevertheless did manage to make sales. And um, so it's been really great from that perspective. But I, for me, it's um, Mawari really is around the work that we've been doing here on this part of the world, because I do think that an Africa that is weak from a buying perspective, an Africa that is weak from a collecting perspective is not a good one. It's not a good one for the future. And uh, we've seen uh, across all the different industries, the issues that, that um, each sectors have faced on the continent. So for me, it's been quite devastating to see the amount of progress that has been made by such a small group of I guess galleries uh, to 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 just fly this flag at all costs for the African market, and now suddenly having to stop for a moment. So I think a big thing is going to be um, I guess it's a it's about balance. It's about can you um, is the local market enough uh, to sustain these businesses? Um, given that they have now gone international, some of them they do participate all over the world. Um, so yeah. Um, I've been quite active myself working with um, some of the galleries to find solutions because it's really not about them attending the fair. I'm part of the ecosystem. All of us as directors plug into this ecosystem somewhere or the other in terms of a marketplace. So uh, being actively talking to government around 
trying, in fact, in South Africa, you can't ship art at this point because it's not an essential services. So can you imagine the restrictions that some of them might have picked up sales from around the world that cannot get the work out of the country at this stage? So those are some of the, the, the challenges that face. So obviously, you know, um, I think uh, we're all adjusting, uh, yeah. but a big thing has been to, to we will still um, find a way of having an art fair um, at some point when we've been given the green light by government to saying that um, we have survived this virus, but at this stage, everyone has been really around. Uh, as uh, one of the initiatives that we did as, um, as our job was to actually uh, quickly go and film all the exhibitions across some of the major galleries uh, in South Africa very quickly. Uh, it was a lot of um, time constraint and pressure, but for the last six, seven weeks that we've been under lockdown, every week we have taken uh, our viewers or anybody who's interested uh, in this part of the world to go and see the exhibitions that were actually planned for. So you can imagine quite a lot of resources, quite a lot of money went into preparing for these exhibitions and the next thing it was like, okay, it's all stop. Yeah, but at the same time, um, you know, with New York and with 154 going with a partnership with RT to go on online preview, the good news is that this whole increase in the digital, um, you know, strategies and like development of platforms is also helping the sales. So I know that from what I see, I'm not really sure, but when I, what I see, we don't have yet the whole feedback of the galleries is that they still manage to do quite good sales, you know, online with 154 New York. So I think, you know, we've seen museums, institutions, you know, galleries doing their own platforms, you know, to try to be more active on the digital um, the digital uh, world, you know, and I think this is a good, you know, solution, at least an adaptation and that an, uh, a solution that can adapt to the to the crisis. Um, one thing that um, I, I think we can all do is definitely, you know, uh, support, uh, you know, by giving more visibility online one way or the other, creating our own partnering with digital uh, partners, you know, to be able to, uh, to, to support the sales of those galleries. But I think, you know, somebody reminded me from the galleries two days ago that I had a discussion with um, saying that when you're based on the continent, you know, you obviously have the fairs to sell internationally. A lot of your collectors are already based internationally. So they do a lot of, you know, PDF selling, you know, sending emails already. Um, and they were saying that, of course, you know, the local market is important, but for some of them, you know, 75% of their sales are you know sent by PDF exchanging with their collectors and their um, by email, so it's not online, but it's already you know something where people are not going to a physical space, but rather you know trusting the gallery, trusting the work, and it's true that there might be conversation where you have now interesting conversation with um, with the, with your collector saying you know what um, this is amazing new set of work but it will take a bit longer to send you the work if you buy it because there's obviously a ban on on sending the work mm. i think that this, this they will definitely understand because they leave it you know they leave it themselves um, but you're right but i think you know i mean if you're selling from artists that are based in the same region or the same country you're definitely in a better shape in terms of uh, just explaining the shipping the new shipping rules you know that might take six months to receive your piece and um, and that might be completely fine with the collector yeah mm. 
So uh, any, any particular digital platform uh, already in the pipelines for you, Manla, for September? Like, do you have uh, your own platform? Are you partnering with any digital partners uh, <laughs> for, for September? Yeah, um, we, we're looking at a number of options, uh, definitely. Um, I think it will be important uh, that we find a way. I mean, these times are about um, survive, try and survive, try come with solutions. So any sale that can go through is an important sale. So we, we're going to find a way of, uh, of getting the local base to support, but also all the friends, uh, the people who follow these artists uh, from the continent to, 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 to continue to support. I think the big thing, uh, I've not been seeing a lot of um, sort of, uh, from a national perspective, like um, in South Africa, like there's the there's been a lot of relief grants uh, that look at different sectors, um, which, uh, uh, funny enough, uh, so the small business sector has um, some sort of a grant. So the government has been really amazing in terms of coming up with solutions. But when it comes to understanding the art industry, I think there um, it's quite misunderstood. So as a result, I think this part of the sector. Is going to to fall behind in terms of getting the support so we do rely heavily on those that uh, do buy art so for us we we definitely gonna create some sort of an online platform we just don't know which one we're going to use uh, we've just been looking at different trends and i think everyone is learning when i looked at the art basel platform uh, which was the first one <laughs> yes. uh, and then i've seen now what freeze has done and um, and what you have done yourself by using the artsy platform but I've also been encouraged to read that um, from an American perspective, in, there's been quite a rise in terms of sort of young collectors buying new work or just completely a new audience. I think there's quite a big figure of new people who have never uh, bought work, have started to buy using this digital platform. So it's quite encouraging. Um, for us in South Africa, we've been quite uh, our I guess our level of activity when it comes to online sales has been less uh, using e-commerce has been less than 10 percent uh, for a long time as someone who was um, heavily invested in the e-commerce sector before coming into the art industry it's been quite uh, interesting to see how South Africans have been forced to use this online uh, platform and uh, to sort of start buying food online so in fact some of the sites have crashed in South Africa mm -hmm. so I've always said that if people go to e-commerce, whichever way they go, it's a good thing for South Africans to learn how to use the e-commerce platform. So there's been quite a big jump. I think we must be sitting at more than 30% users when it was always less than 10% when you think that people should be using online. So I do think that people really embrace it. Um, it is a bridge. Uh, I believe um, that the art world can't rely only on digital platforms, but I think it's, it's, a, it's, it's an opportunity that we need to embrace in order to make sure that sales do happen. The big thing for me is around how do we make sure that these galleries stand because you and I, all of us, cannot have art fairs if galleries start to close down. Of course, of course. The good news on the digital though is that uh, from the small feedback we got from Artsy on our preview, you know, for the first day of our VIP preview, it seems we got more uh, inquiry and page review 
than what we had last year for the whole duration of the fair, three times the amount. So people are really online um, trying to discover by, I don't know yet, you know, the full aspect of things, but in terms of physically being online, looking, discovering, it's something that they actually do. But to move on to Tokini and my next question, and this is a question that came about because I've been um, done, I did one or two webinars, but also in, in um, um, an interview where people seem to worry more about what we do, you know, in terms of the impact of this crisis on this young, just discovered, you know, uh, <laughs> artists from the continent and our market seems so fragile that they worry a lot about if we're going to survive this or not. So um, I wanted to know your opinion, Tokini. Do you think this is actually something that we have to, to officially worry about our visibility and, and, uh, and uh, our market more than the impact that you know, this COVID-19 has on every, uh, every part of the world in the art community? So that is, um, I think that's the question a lot of us are asking at the moment. Do we have something to worry about, especially considering the momentum that we've been able to generate thus far in recent years for the African art market? I think that, to be honest, to ensure that that momentum sustains, we've got to actually take quite a bullish approach which means seeking out the opportunities wherever they may be. I've been really encouraged to see what galleries are doing, especially within the African art market, how they're embracing digital and trying to connect with collectors, whether it's internationally, on the continent, etc. And I think we've got to ensure that we push. Um, now, if you think about, I think with the sector, I, I know there's a tendency to really fixate on the market. And also, you can say there that with the relatively accessible um, pricing level within the African art market, you could say that at this time, when co collectors may be looking for that, maybe looking for works that can be easier um, to approach and works that can be easier to collect, especially if you're thinking young collectors who are embracing digital. But I do want to also talk about the artists. I mean, I think all of us here know that the vast majority of the artists on the continent are not represented exclusively by galleries. And one of the things I think that's so important to sustain that momentum is thinking through how these artists who are currently deprived of gallery shows, currently deprived of fairs, how they are going to be able to sustain their practices as well. And when you think about So we have, for example, at Artex, a prize called the Access Bank Artex Prize focusing on young talent. But I really would love to see so many of us within the space. I know, Toria, you've launched some amazing initiatives for young talent, and I've seen this across the art fairs thus far. Um, I do think that is essential that as the fairs, it would be amazing if we start to think about the ways in which we can help um, this ecosystem um, it holistically. So this is one of my last questions, and I will go with Victoria on this one. But um, what can we do to sustain this, uh, you know, uh, this market? And what do you think in terms of collaboration, you know, we could uh, support from an artist to a gallery to obviously uh, uh, anybody involved with our ecosystem? Do you have any, you know, uh, collaborative ideas that we can all maybe uh, brainstorm about that we can also apply, you know, for the future? In my case, just imagining, you know, what would be an October without a fair, for example, I still wanted to sustain the galleries, you know, that have been working with us one way or the other. And I mean, I was wondering if, you know, helping them share space, you know, from the continent to London, because 
some of them might not have galleries anymore or you know trying to do a parcours you know in uh, in london you know of the galleries who might have a program um or artists you know collective of artists who would like to show um and try to bring our people you know to the different spaces that could um host um, exhibitions you know uh while uh, we might not able be able to host the fair or like to actually uh support you know our gallery system on the ground you know and make sure that they still have maybe an art week you know uh, even if we're not physically there with um, uh, with the fair do you have any similar idea or this is things you think about in terms of collaboration initiative um well i you know to to start answering this question i'm going to bounce back on, on what takini um has just been saying um and uh, because it's important uh, to to reassure on on this young um, African art market and its stability or or lack thereof because of an international worldwide health crisis. Um, yes, to yes, it'd be difficult. Yes, uh, we're going to have to readjust, find solutions, be innovative. But that's a silver lining. And innovation is what we do, create is what we do. And if you look at each of us um, in terms of fair directors and the fairs that we have, um, or the events that we have created in the past decade, um, we, we've gone uh, well beyond just selling square meters to galleries. We've come up with cultural programs. We come up with opportunities for dialogue meetings between artists, curators, the public, collectors, amateurs. We've um, we facilitated um, uh, spaces for uh, for the for the art world to um, to uh, discover artists that they did not know about to uh, to look at this really rich and vibrant art scenes um, from uh, the African continent and beyond. So, um, so let's put all of this uh, work uh, in, you know, to good use and into motion. And, you know, today is the first time that we are all chatting together face-to-face, uh, -face, digitally. Um, and so many yeah. questions uh, that we might have to do it again because we might not <laughs> be able to answer all those questions. I think, but, I think this is just the start. And, you know, I'm, I'm game. I'm, I'm in to... to brainstorm with you about how um how we can join strength to um to put to put together all this all this creativity and all of this work that we uh that we know we can do on the digital front absolutely um what are the digital solutions so that we may um give more visibility we may give better uh communication access to artists galleries um and 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 uh, and all the other art professionals that are involved in this in this industry, um, the question of mobility, uh, transportation, art transport. Today, um, the the borders are are closed, so that's one issue. But what about tomorrow? What about 2021? How how do galleries um, uh, work alongside with us to uh, to facilitate art transportation in a world where? Uh, travel altogether is going to be uh, a real question and is going to be re rethought by everyone. Um, uh, cultural programs, we all have very strong uh, talk platforms, forums. How, how, do we, um, how do we 
better uh, work together so that these uh, these cultural platforms in you know cross roads and so that the dialogue is richer and even more uh, powerful than than it is right now. I don't have the the concrete solutions to all of these questions right this minute, especially because we're all uh, still in in this crisis mode. Um, but when we come out of it, and before we even come out of it, and that's what we've started doing today, let's um, let's let's open up the dialogue so that we we can just be stronger and we can just come out of this stronger because all of the work that's been done in the past years is not about to vanish. Mm. Um, on the contrary, I think that um, it's, uh, it's going to show what resilience we all have to surpass uh, these, type of, uh, these type of world events, which, you know, uh, today it's COVID. We don't know what is going to be next. Um, uh, I'm well placed to know that catastrophes do happen um, but, uh, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's part of the game, I, I guess, it, and when you're in event planning and, and cultural uh, uh, promotion. And so how do you work around them to, to come out stronger? And I, and no, I, I believe that we're all, um, uh, we're all creative enough to find the solutions. Yeah, so I mean, let's promise each other that maybe we do another talk in one month or two <laughs> and share more ideas uh, on, on the different topics because I think we will all have uh, el el evaluated a couple of strategies and, and things and might be at different level of, uh, of, uh, of, of thoughts on this. But let's talk, take a few questions so um, we are able to answer a few, a few questions from the audience. So this question was sent by Ketiwe McLean. Uh, it says, smaller and honor, unknown artists are going to struggle to survive during and immediately post the COVID-19 pandemic because online buyers will prefer to buy from artists that are well known. Where will the smaller and lesser known artists find shelter? So that's a good question. <laughs> Um, and um, this is, I mean, I can answer for 154 here because one of my ideas, and to be honest, I'm, I'm, I'm happy that everybody takes it on because I think it will be a very good collaboration idea is that if we are able to develop our own platform is definitely, um, you know, expand our reach to artists directly. Um, and maybe have a curated space where we could, you know, um, support um, uh, support artists and maybe younger galleries or galleries who might not be able to physically come to the um, come to the fair. You know, this platform will exist, you know, to complete what we're doing. And I think it would be an amazing idea to be able to um, support um, younger uh, artists who might not have galleries yet. And uh, but it all depends, obviously, on some kind of like. I wouldn't say selection, but understanding who uh, will support. So we'll definitely will have to do some kind of a application system, you know, to make sure that uh, we know what's out there and what to respond. I know Tokini, you have already initiative like this, you know, uh, at the fair. Uh, so maybe you can uh, answer to that question with uh, what you do already. Sure. So, I mean, even since we launched the fair in 2016, we have had the Artex Prize, which is now sponsored by Access Bank. And we launched this even from day one because in our market and in our environment, young and emerging artists have very, very few supporting structures. In fact, in some cases, it's nil. And so we feel as a fair that our 
our responsibility is to the ecosystem. Um, as responsibility to the market and to develop it, yes, but also to think about the ecosystem. And so right now we run an annual prize for the best emerging artists in Nigeria. And what we're actually working on doing now is ensuring that our funnel gets bigger. So yes, there is one winner of the prize who gets to showcase at the fair and also does a three month residency at Gasworks in London. But before we get to that one winner, we're fixating on how many artists can we reach? How many artists can we impact? How many artists can we have get mentorship opportunities for and also connect to wider opportunities through our network in the market. It has worked for us quite well thus far. We've seen some of our winners go off to do residencies at places like Palais de Tokyo, which has been a real source of pride for us. But more importantly, we recognize that this generation of young artists that's coming out of the continent, and I can speak for Nigeria, they are the future for all of us, really. And so we've been really proud of the opportunity to be able to work with them at that early stage in their careers. Um, and it's something we definitely hope to continue and expect to continue, even regardless of what may happen with the fair this year. Um, uh, that's, and I saw that uh, on your social media that you have like also, I don't know if it's linked, but this review of work that you're, you're launching, right? We launched that this week and we are looking into portfolio reviews for an even broader number of artists because young artists are quite cut off from more experienced artists or gallery owners that could help to give them very real feedback about what they're doing. I mean, you all work with artists and I'm sure you'd be amazed, you know all, all for well what happens with an artist when someone several steps ahead gives them the kind of feedback that can be quite transformational actually. We've had over a hundred artists already apply for this since we put it up just a day and a half ago because there is such a hunger out there for experienced guidance um, and we expect to be doing the reviews between a mix of our team and more established artists a couple of times a month, actually going into the foreseeable future. So we have another question uh, from Claude Grunitsky, which is a serial entrepreneur and editor-in-chief of True Africa. I think not a lot of people know, know him and I know he's a good friend of Victoria too. So one of his questions is, could it be that social distancing forces art fair to hold smaller and more frequent event for select collectors around the world might help to mitigate the risk linked to crowds in the big annual fair. So I'll let you, Victoria, answer to this one, since it's your friend and my friend too. <laughs> um, uh, hi, Claude. It's lovely to know that you're listening. Um, I hope you're. I hope you're doing well. Um, it's it's a it's actually a really good question and uh, one that we've been thinking a lot about. Um, uh, if our fairs do take place, which we all hope. Um, how, how, do we, uh, how do we deal with crowds? Um, we've all had openings with uh, so many people that we can barely turn around without bumping into someone. So how, um, how does that impact? I think that's uh, it's important to remember uh, that we, us as human beings have an amazing capacity to adapt. And um, three months ago, it was unthinkable that you would have to um, think about a meter distance uh, to stand from someone else of every single person that crossed your path. Today, it's becoming a way of life. It's becoming a reality. So uh, fairs um, and, 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 and our publics are going to have to adapt as well. And I think that um, there are very many solutions to, um, to ensure 
that we we adapt as uh, as well as 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 we can. Furthermore, I think it's a wonderful opportunity because how many times have we all heard, um, oh, there are so many people I didn't see any of the artwork. Um, well, maybe this is the opportunity to focus on, on visitor experience and, and the experience of connecting to an artwork. Maybe um, we, uh, we are going to rethink the way um, we, we handle our openings, um, our previews, our public openings, our visits, um, in order to offer a, an experience that's a lot more centered on, on, on the artwork and the connection between the artwork and also the B2C connection between galleries and their visitors, rather than um, this mass uh, crowding events that we all do love, obviously, but that are maybe just not possible anymore or for a certain time. So I, um, I'm actually, in, in terms of rethinking and reinventing ourselves, I think that's one of the more um, uh, exciting parts, how, you know, um, okay, uh, we can't be uh, 20 uh, people in, in a booth that's, uh, that's 10 square meters. Fine, let's be only three and make it really special for these three at a time. And because of the context, everyone will play along. Um, so it's up to us to, to find the, the, the good solutions to ensure that everybody has a wonderful experience in a safe environment. So we, we are due to, to close this uh, webinar and we have unfortunately a couple of questions, but I think it uh, might be a good idea to keep it to one hour because we all have uh, other commitments. And, uh, but there's definitely some extremely good questions that we're not able to go through. Um, so, I mean, it's definitely something that we have to do again, just to be able to be fair to all the people that uh, have uh, sent all our question. Uh, you don't understand how I'm happy to have hosted you today. This is, you know, something that I know you personally indirectly or physically we've met several times but never had the chance to even chat like this and even like do a meeting or like try to to regroup so for me it's been a, quite an honor to host uh, this uh, webinar and I hope we'll have the opportunity to do more um, similar uh, collaboration in the near future and share experiences um, I mean Obviously, don't hesitate to contact if I, there's anything I can help you with, with the, this whole digital partnering, you know, uh, events that we had to do for New York. Um, and uh, I really wish you the best of luck for the next couple of weeks uh, with the, all the planning and the organization that we might uh, be having uh, to, to, to take on. But thank you again for, for coming and being part of the talk. Thank you, thank you for the attendees. And uh, we'll obviously send the recording uh, as soon as uh, it's possible. Thank you guys for participating. Thank you to you, Toria. Thank you, guys. Nice to see you. Good luck, everybody. Take care. Bye. Bye-bye.